Hello and welcome to Longevity Now, the place for all your news and views of life extension from around the world. One way that people envision living longer, living healthier, and becoming rejuvenated is with the assistance of artificial intelligence. Technological progress seems to be accelerating, as we've heard from some previous podcast guests. But what about artificial intelligence? In this podcast, we'll hear a little bit more about the subject from noted transhumanist and futurist Robin Hansen. Please allow me to introduce to the Longevity Now podcast, professor of economics at George Mason University, noted blogger at Overcoming Bias, futurist thinker, and recent author of The Age of M, Robin Hansen. Hi, nice to meet you. Well, The Age of M is a fiction book that is grounded in math and economics, details a possible future scenario where emulated minds are the most significant drivers of technological progress. Scanning human brains and emulating them in computer hardware is a fairly popular futurist topic. Many people think it's a plausible step forward toward artificial intelligence and or uh, superintelligence. What kind of constraints did you have to apply in order to develop a robust economic scenario for emulated minds or M's? So first of all, it's intended to be nonfiction. Aha. It's, okay. <laughs> it's intended to be a serious analysis. So sure. I'm trying to do hold it to as the highest standards I can. I'm trying to uh, take a very specific scenario and then work out its consequences. So one thing I need is a specific scenario uh, of a particular disruptive technology. So I chose brain emulation. It's an off-discussed uh, technology. It's been around for many decades, also called uploads. And the idea is uh, that we can find a way to make computer models of specific human brains. That is, we scan those specific brains in great detail. We have models of how each of the cells works, how each of the types of cells works. And we make a whole model on a computer that models the entire brain. And if it's a good enough model, it has the same input-output behavior. So we could talk to it. We could ask it to do jobs. And that's part of my working assumption, that we can do that. All right, now, now that the book is out, uh, what have been a couple of the main critiques of the M scenario? Well, uh, the, the critiques range from thinking it's too weird to not weird enough. <laughs> okay. So uh, the people who are most willing to talk to me tend to be the people who are enthusiastic about rapid technical change, and sure. they tend to think I'm focused on a scenario that's too slow compared to what they wish for uh -huh. or expect. So uh, they think that... Other forms of artificial intelligence will show up fast and sooner and will be more capable, and therefore this will be somewhat irrelevant. So my scenario is set roughly in a century, sometime in the next century, and they're excited that maybe stuff will happen in the next 20 or 30 years where we'll have full-blown artificial intelligence uh, using uh, writing code in the way we've been doing for the last time. If emulated minds are developed, how long do you expect the age of M's to last? I expect it to last through as many doublings of the world economy as has the industrial era or the farming era or the foraging era. That is, say, 7 to 15 doublings. So a lot will happen during it. But in the past few eras, they've been accelerating in speed. So our industrial era has only lasted 200 years, and a similar amount of change has happened in that 200 years than happened in the 7,000 years before that or even the 2 million years before that. So with that rate of acceleration, this next era could cram a similar amount of change in only a year or two. Okay. Well, you mentioned that M's would be very efficient, productive workers. 
but that they would probably be living on subsistence wages for economic valid economic reasons and not have too much free time. Uh, if they are emulated human minds, would they not care just as much about enjoyment of life as wealth? Or wouldn't some of them uh, work less if they value happiness and relaxation? We live in an unusual era. I even call it the dream time. Okay. During the industrial era, when many of us, even most of us by now, have gotten rich. We are much richer than our ancestors were. We live well above subsistence level. But through pretty much all of human history until 200 years ago, pretty much everybody lived at subsistence level. This was the usual case for the last two million years. So the scenario of humans living at subsistence level is not a strange hypothetical where we have to wander and ponder, gee, how will humans act in such a strange situation? It has been the usual case. We can just look in history to see what humans have actually done. And humans have actually lived at subsistence level through most of their history. And they have, in fact, worked hard but still had leisure. Leisure has been an important part of being maximally productive. We often think in our world that it's a choice, that the only reason we aren't working all the time is because we are rich and therefore have the ability to choose not to work. But in fact, uh, even when you're trying to work people as hard as you can, you need to give them breaks, you need to give them leisure. It's part of what makes people maximally productive. The emulated minds uh, might inhabit robot bodies, but you would expect they would mostly live in virtual reality? Well, most jobs in our economy are desk jobs. And so there's not much point in creating real physical desks for these robots to work at. Sure, you might as well have them work in virtual reality. And then when they're playing in leisure time, virtual reality is just going to be much more attractive and interesting than uh, physical reality. So pretty much all of leisure will happen in virtual reality and say 80% of the jobs happen in virtual reality as well. Uh, what would happen to traditional humans during the age of M? So the two enormous things that happen are, first, they all lose their ability to earn wages. And second, all of their investments grow phenomenally fast. They double as fast as the economy does. If, if the economy doubles every month or so, as seems plausible, then their investments double every month or so. So those who have investments get very rich very quickly. Those who do not have investments will starve unless they have sufficient insurance or sharing mm. uh, from other humans. Okay, and then traditional humans, I would expect, wouldn't play too much of a role in the age of M. So the typical emulation will run at roughly a thousand times human speed. So that means humans not only do they not understand this new emulation world very well, they are just way too slow and out of touch to have much useful input. They may be spending most of the wealth initially if they own most of the emulation world. They can be rich retirees, but still they will be distant uh, controllers, uh, basically saying where the money should go, but not really running the details. And in one of your talks, you mentioned that M's probably would not be interested in space travel. Uh, what's the reasoning behind that? If it takes a year to get to Mars and your economy doubles every month, then it's a ridiculous opportunity cost of your investment. Unless you can find a way to whiz around faster than the doubling time of the economy, you just won't bother. Longevity Now listeners are particularly interested in life extension. Many envision a future where they remain human yet are rejuvenated and healthy. It would seem that EMS would be able to help with that task, but... Wouldn't the process also be too slow and boring for them to help out all that much? 
Well, the first key decision you have to make if you're thinking about longevity in this scenario is do you want to become an emulation? Right. Uh, if you're willing to switch over and join this new world, then all the emulations are in principle immortal. Right. They can last as long as the civilization lasts. And they can run faster than human speed. So uh, in this year or two of the emulation era, the typical emulation will experience thousands of years. And you could run even faster and experience even longer. So you subjectively have the direct opportunity to become an emulation and experience a great long life as an emulation. In spectacular virtual reality, right? Exactly. Unlimited virtual reality. Well, okay. So that, that's a straightforward. But if you think that's not what you want, if you want to stay as a human and stay at human speeds, then there's a real fundamental problem, which is as civilization accelerates, it becomes harder to foresee change over the long run. Uh, so again, I'm gonna, describing an entire era that only lasts a year or two, and I can't really tell you what happens next. Sure. So it's hard to offer you much assurances of a stable, very long lifespan if you insist on staying at slow human speeds. Well, lastly, is there anything you'd like to promote as far as any other books that you might have planned for the future or any conferences you might be speaking at coming up? Uh, I'll be speaking at the World Future Society meetings and at uh, Worldcon, the World Science Fiction Convention, and a number of other things on my website, ageofm.com. I have another book coming out from Oxford a year later, but that's on a very different subject. Well, thank you very much for uh, joining us on the Longevity Now podcast, Professor Hansen. Very nice to be here. Well, it certainly is a very interesting topic, the evolution of humans and computers upon this earth, and now you have another option to explore possible future scenarios. Check out The Age of M from Robin Hansen. Until next time, I'm Justin Lowe.